Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hello, Latricia, and hello out there, Difference Makers. I haven't sang in a while, so I'm going to make up for it with two songs to give you a hint of what we're talking about. One is from the 80s, and it goes like this. Hey, you're talking out the side of your neck. So that's Cameo. It's before my time, but when I looked up, Talking out of the side of your neck. I was talking more about the club version. And it goes, I know you said something, but I can't hear you. You're talking about something, but I can't hear you. Uh-oh, talking out the side of your neck. Uh-oh, talking out the side of your neck. So today's episode is about the F word, fallacies. And a fallacy is an illogical statement Use in arguments. Latricia, are there any fallacies that you would like to kick us off with? Let's start with the one that seems to be everywhere all the time, and that would be the ad hominem fallacy. I think whenever people are on social media or having arguments or debates with friends or family, It seems like this fallacy always, I shouldn't say always, I try not to be an extremist. This fallacy usually enters in somewhere, and this fallacy is when either a person is attacked or a person's character is attacked instead of their argument being attacked. Recently, I watched this Netflix show that Dave Chappelle did, and there was this classic example of ad hominem on there. I don't know if you saw the Netflix special. Did you see it, Phyllis? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, I fell off on David Chappelle lately. Okay, well, he did this special on Netflix about George Floyd, and he was on there talking about the Black conservative Candace Owens. She made a video where she was talking about George Floyd and she was saying how he shouldn't be held as a martyr. And I guess she went through his criminal record and talked about all the crimes that he had committed or something like that. Well, Dave Chappelle, during his monologue, he said something about her. And instead of him attacking her argument to go against what she said in reference to George Floyd, he said some things about her. And I have it written down because I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was, I know he called her some kind of B word. Let me just find it. He called her a rotten B. He called her an articulate idiot. And he called her the C word. And I don't mean coon. He called her the other four letter C word. And I was like, wow, he just went in on her. 
mm. about what she said, but didn't attack the issue. And I was like, this is classic ad hominem. Oof. Yeah, you know, when I hear ad hominem, I equate it to your mama. You ever been in a, you know, that's the classic. I'm just going to get you mad or talk about something personal so I can throw you off the argument. So, yeah, that was definitely an ad hominem. Yeah, and then I guess later on or the next day or something, I guess she responded back to it, but she didn't respond in a negative way. She said something like, well, Dave Chappelle is a great comedian or something, and she felt honored to be on his radar or something like that. So there was no arguing with them back and forth. It was just kind of, I guess she just let it be. Mm. And I'm glad you brought up Candace Owens because I'm going to talk about her with my next fallacy. My next fallacy is bandwagon. Bandwagon is popularity alone is not enough to validate an argument. And what I see a lot of people doing is using her statements as a reason to buy into her what I would call anti-blackness. I see a lot of people just jumping on that bandwagon, a lot of people who probably haven't reached a certain level of social awareness, mm-hmm. and they'll jump on, well, Candace Owens said, Candace Owens said that uh, George Floyd was a bad guy. And uh, this one time when she spoke at Liberty, she said, uh, racism isn't that bad. So I feel like Candace Owens is creating a bandwagon of people to feel that she is the voice for anti-racism when she doesn't believe in racism or the extent of what it actually is. So I feel like Candace Owens can be a bandwagon for certain political parties. Yeah, yeah. Where I think when people start going further to the right, I think they start listening to people like Candace Owens. Mm -hmm. And I guess when people go further to the left, there are some left people that folks listen to about stuff as well. Mm -hmm. There's extremists. Yeah, yeah. Like, find that middle ground. That's Yeah, that's what we both believe. But you have your right. You're an American. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what our symbol stands for. Our Fontana Fufu is democracy. So, yeah, no matter your party, you're welcome. But if we don't agree with it, we will be vocal about it. That's right. (laughs) And I think that's a good alley-oop because we spoke earlier about a political party using a fallacy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so let's go to that fallacy. So the next fallacy that I want to talk about then is the hasty generalization. And this is when somebody makes a broad statement without really having enough evidence to back up that statement. Recently, Joe Biden, he was on the Breakfast Club, and he made this statement saying that if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't Black. And a lot of people got upset about this statement, but I was thinking, wow, what a hasty generalization. How dare you make such a huge assumption? Either he's assuming that because you're Black, you're a Democrat, or he's assuming because you're Black, 
you don't like Trump, or maybe he's not assuming either one of those. Maybe that's just what came into my mind, but he's making some type of assumption about black people. But I'm sitting here thinking, well, whether I vote for Trump, whether I vote for Biden, whether I vote for Kanye West. Bandwagon, another thing, <laughs> another example of bandwagon. <laughs> he's rich and he's rich. Like, oh, okay, that that is a great qualification. Regardless, I'm still black. So what was he talking mm-hmm. about? You you ain't black. I mean, I understood what he meant by that, but it's a huge assumption. Mm-hmm. And the Democratic Party does not own the black vote, period. No, it doesn't. And not every black person is anti-Trump. Right. All righty then. Looks like it's my turn. Well, this next one is called the straw man approach. And my latest personal experience with it was, of course, on social media. Someone I served in the Marine Corps with was saying that he doesn't know why police officers shouldn't conduct chokeholds. With all this stuff happening and trending, he seemed to just not get it. And I said, well, there's something called mirror neurons. And when someone looks like you, you'll be more concerned about what's happening. His response was, are you calling me a racist? And you don't think police should have guns? So the straw man effect is, how did we get here? Like, how did you get your racist out of that statement? And also, how did you get, I don't want police to have guns? Right. He, he just kept trying to, he tried to force me to a- answer his question about police and guns. One, I'm from Mississippi, so guns, they're not, I'm not anti-guns. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I will not continue this conversation. And he just kept going. And what I am very proud of is I'm seeing a lot of people not just sitting on the bench anymore. There were two white women that were like, this is an example of, um, white domination because Phyllis says she's not responding and you keep bothering her. And for the first time I was like, man, has a white person ever spoke up for me in public or in a setting? So I'm glad there's a lot of change going on. But yeah, the straw man is, how did we get here? What does it have to do with anything? I recently saw another thing that reminded me of the straw man and this one was Donald Trump there's this new movement, defund the police. And Donald Trump comes back with law and order. Don't defund the police and don't abolish the police, law and order. Who said anything against law and order? Nobody nobody is saying defunding the police has anything to do with law and order. And you're right. They just take these statements that people make and they just run with them and add all kinds of things to them and that's not even the truth and those are the things that we have to watch out for when we are listening to people or in conversation or debates or arguments with people and i have to add on one more straw man fallacy and it's pretty popular all lives matter what we we were talking about black lives we were talking about police brutality we were talking about redlining None of that has to do with all lives. So to me, all lives matter is a fallacy, is a straw man fallacy. Oh, let me just poke at something because I don't want to talk about the subject. 
Right. Nobody's debating the fact that all lives matter. We're, we agree all lives matter. But today we're talking about the Black lives that don't seem to matter because if they did, then so many things wouldn't keep happening. I saw this cool t-shirt. It said, where was all lives from 1665 to 19, whenever uh, civil rights segregation ended? <laughs> and that was something to think about. Yeah. I want to talk about the appeal to authority. Now, once again, I'm going to come back with Donald Trump. And the reason why Donald Trump keeps coming up for me is because he's that low-hanging fruit. He usually commits fallacies on a daily basis because he's always tweeting stuff. And a lot of times they're fallacies. So it's easy to pick things that he says. And one of the things that he said was that nobody has done more for Black people than I have. Nobody has done more. And people actually believe this and they're going around saying this. Nobody's done more than Donald Trump has for Black people. Black people are looking like you're kidding, right? Now, that's not to take away anything that he may have done, but how do you make such a, a, a bold statement that nobody, nobody, like really? And people, they're just taking this and running with it because they're appealing to his authority. He's somebody that they look up to and therefore what he's saying must be true. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I was thinking, yeah, people do buy into that. So it's dangerous to buy into other people's fallacies. Yeah, very dangerous. And do you have another one? And our last fallacy that we will talk about is... You too. I'm not sure if this is what you were talking about earlier. To me, there's a few ones that are fallacies. You too is an invalid attempt to discredit an opponent by answering criticism with criticism. And it sounds like this. Black lives matter. Well, what about abortions? What about black abortions? Which we covered in an episode. Black lives matter. We need equality. Not even black lives matter. You could just say... Black schools should have more funding. Mm -hmm. And it goes into something else. Um, Police brutality kills more black people than any other group of people. And they'll say, charm roll, please. (laughs) What about black black crime? Now, I'm pretty sure everybody that has that thought process doesn't sound like they rock a mullet and wear (laughs) (laughs) wear flip-flops at the grocery store. Those are two fallacies that I hear that have the you two approach. What about black on black crime? And what about black abortion when it comes to lives? And we touched on this earlier, Latricia. It's not just non-black people that say that. It is black people. It's Mm -hmm. non-black people and it's black people that say, well, what about black on black crimes? I even seen a black person on social media with a shirt on it. Well, we have to stop killing each other. Yeah, we do. Okay, what's mm-hmm. next? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that brings us to why it's important to recognize fallacies and dismantle them. Can you tell me why you think it's important to recognize and dismantle fallacies? I think it's important to recognize them, one, because like you said at the beginning, they're, they're illogical. So they don't add to the argument. They don't add to credibility. 
And if you want to be credible in what you're saying, then I think you should avoid these fallacies. Mm-hmm. I believe one reason it's important to dismantle them is because it adds fuel to our already high-burning fire when other people continue with these. So it's like, I believe, dismantling fallacies is stopping the lies. So when someone says, what about black abortion? Say, yeah, let's talk about that. It's tied to systematic racism because it's in black neighborhoods for a reason. And the person who was really behind it was anti-black and racist. So yeah, let's talk about that. Even that is, you're still talking about racism. Exactly. I think people continue to perpetuate these things as truth because people haven't dismantled them. And I think we talked about this before, the thing that Candace Owens said, and you were telling me how someone had dismantled that argument bit by Mm. bit. And I think once you see that, then it gives you a different perspective. It gives you an opportunity to rethink your thoughts. But sometimes people are so married to their thoughts that it doesn't matter what other people say or how you refute what they're saying or what they believe, people are still going to find a way to believe it and consider it the truth. And that brings up a good point. And I want to demonstrate how that young man he has a huge following, but how he dismantled her statement about George Floyd. She started with a statement that he was a martyr. He corrected her right there saying, what is a martyr? A martyr is a person that volunteers their life or know they're going to be killed, possibly. He wasn't a martyr. He was a catalyst. And she also made a statement about him being on T-shirts and being honored. And to that, he pointed, if you were really concerned about that, you would also not appreciate Mount Rushmore because those political parties on there were rapists and slave owners, but there's a whole mountain displaying them. So this guy's on a T-shirt, but these people are on a mountain, and you have no problem with that. So I think that young man is very clever, and I wish I knew his name. He does a lot of great videos. Oof, Latricia. I think the people will have some ammunition when they deal with fallacies. And this is not all of them, but it is six of them. Please follow us on Living in Principles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because we will soon be posting graphics about fallacies. Latricia, do you have a principle challenge for us? Well, I know you got one. We got one every episode. (laughs) Principle challenge. Live them out. Our principal challenge for today is to find these fallacies in these arguments, particularly, I think, on social media. It's easier to find them when you're reading than when you're in the middle of a heated argument. And make sure you're not committing these fallacies. And then lastly, dismantle them. So there's this whole three-part thing. Find the fallacies, don't commit the fallacies, dismantle the fallacies that you find. That's our principal challenge. All right. Thank you very much for our next section. Open your heart, ears, and mind as we spread the good news. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles, we spread the good news. San Antonio, 
Black Lawyers Association is working to bridge the gap between community, legal world. Their mission is promoting, increasing, and supporting the presence of Black lawyers in the greater San Antonio area. Our next good news comes from 12-year-old Kedron Bryant. His powerful video was posted on May 26, I Just Want to Live, written by his mother. It has landed him a record deal with Warner Records. His viral video was shared by Barack Obama, Lupita Nyong'o, LeBron James, and Janet Jackson. It has over 3 million views. Our third and final good news comes from Thomas Freeman. Thomas Freeman was a debate coach and HBCU professor. He mentored Martin Luther King Jr., Barbara Jordan, and Denzel Washington. He recently had a life commemoration celebration at Texas Southern University, being blessed to reach 100 years of age. Hundreds of alumni, government officials, lawmakers, and community members gathered to say their goodbye to commemorate a legacy that spanned more than seven decades. And I'm sure that he equipped many people to dismantle fallacies. That's our good news for today. Soul Snack. Our Soul Snack for today comes from an African proverb, and it says, not to know is bad, not to wish to know is worse. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.